damn, what if nobody gives a shit about this thing? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy, the tattooed up psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. <laughs> this is the Axe and Iron Podcast. What is going on, my friend? It's fucking hot. I it's mean, hot, it baby. Summer's here. Let's and go. This is like a fucking thermal nuclear fucking reactor going on. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, dude. It, it's no, quite it, warm, but I don't think I'd go that far. Oh, bitch! It's it's been ninety five to like ninety seven the last three days. Sheesh. With off the chart freaking humidity. Um, Today has been like eighty five. It's nice and yeah, it's relatively cool. Tomorrow and the whole rest of the weekend is supposed to be in the nineties. Yeah, it's so. been awful here. I hear you. That's their update on the accident our weather forecast. <laughs> oh my what do you, god. What do you make of what do you make of our whole community, Roy? What do you make of the makerspace of the guys? What do you make of the makerspace? What do you make of the men and women out there that are creating things with their hands and just our whole community in general? What do you think about it, honestly? Well, obviously you're going to speak honestly, but what do you what do you what do you what, hang hang on a second? Back the fuck up. Where is this coming from? I'm just asking a general general question. What do you it think? Seem, of it whole... seems pre- it seems pretty fucking loaded. It's here. not like, a setup. It's not a setup. No, it seems like a I'm fucking. Genuinely setup. You like, asking. You like to what set you me think. up. Uh, not you like at all. Fuck, I'm you like to fucking do it. Asking what you think about the entire community as a whole. Um, I think you just like to see me spool up. No, not at all. The fuck you know. So what, what do you do I, think about people that create with their hands, that right, make so, things? What do you think about the trades making a comeback? You're making a living making axes. I make a living selling uh, antique tools and forging and creating metalwork. Um, so what do I think people, of it? What do you so, think of it? Do you think um, it's making a uh, – obviously in the last five to ten years it's made a resurgence. Absolutely but, has. Do you think it's going to continue to grow? Do you think it's getting stale? Do you think it's reached its peak? What do you think about it? I'm genuinely curious about your thoughts on this. Um, I, it's funny that you asked this because I've been thinking about it here um, just on my own while I'm doing stuff. And through the lens of Vin and Jack's works and specifically, uh-huh. it, and specifically Instagram because it, right. it really feels like. Because that's kind of like our, our uh, peephole, if you will, into the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so it's like a multi freaking faceted answer. So first off, um, I love it. So, so what do I think about it? I love it. I love that we're able to do it. Um, it's, I mean, it's a fascinating time in the history of the United States, right? right? Right. Um, that we're actually able to do this. And I think, I think there's a lot of people doing it. What we do, like every time you get on, if you look at the explore page again through the lens of Instagram, right? There's so many new makers, or so many different people doing different, like crazy off the wall, fucking cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think the pandemic um, opened the door for that because 
you know, on you the think lockdown. it kind of was the 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 igniter to it all that kind of got it well, going. People couldn't go to their actual day jobs, so they were like, "Oh, let me see if I can make my side hustle my day job." Right. Ab- absolutely. I think there's yeah. a lot a lot to that. Um, and it, but also at the same time, people like you and I who have been around for a while that were doing this before it was freaking air quotes cool. Right. Um. I'm kind of fearful with how long it's going to last because Instagram is changing so much and Instagram is really the conduit that's bringing all of us freaking weirdos together. Well, I think that all, not just Instagram, I think all the social media platforms as a whole are changing. So Instagram from its inception, calm down, Stella. (laughs) She's getting excited about the conversation. Instagram as its inception was a photo sharing platform where people used to show photos. I mean, I remember Instagram when it started, there was like no text underneath the photos. Mm -hmm. Like it was literally just accounts, pictures of nature, beautiful sunsets, food, food. Yeah. It was a lot of that. And it morphed Mm -hmm. into this, uh, community of sharing and exploring and, I think all the platforms are taking this weird, it's a weird turn. Yeah. Like the, you know, we've talked about it before the metaverse Mm -hmm. and wanting people to live their real lives through the internet, you know, exclusively through the internet. Like, Oh, you and I want to go travel to Thailand. Well, don't go to Thailand here. You can go to Google earth and you Mm -hmm. two can take a trip through (laughs) Thailand with your headphones. You know, it's like that kind of shit. And I think that that part of it is kind of disgusting. I think it has its place. I think a lot of people are interested in virtual exploration, so to speak, as far as uh, doing things on Facebook and crap like that. But Mm -hmm. I think from a craftsman standpoint, or not saying that I myself am a craftsman, I'm just saying that from a person that works with their hands, I think all that shit is lame. Because what gets us excited? The textures, Mm -hmm. the, the feeling, the you know, hot scale hitting your arm and burning you like all that shit's real, you know, right. You yeah, oiling exactly. up an ax head disgustingly right. One foot from the camera, like all that shit just gets you like jazzed up and inspired. And I think that I just got photos. I can't say who I got photos from, but he just sent me a picture of this anvil he just forged. And it is insanely beautiful. And just mm-hmm. that one photo, right makes makes you want to go out yeah just get energized up to like go out and do things as i think a lot of uh you know like i referenced us looking through the people into the community of what everybody else is doing or maybe people is not a good that's a terrible analogy telescope (laughs) binoculars whatever the lens that's what people say okay is that what people say a peep a peephole real fucking trashy does it oh oh yeah when you're, like, inside, I don't know. Whatever. No, you're looking through a fucking peephole. There's usually naked women dancing on the other what? side. What? I was talking about looking out your front door. I was you're talking an idiot. about that. Do you you're know an idiot. peepholes in Kentucky? They have fucking peep shows in fucking New York, yo. You fucking walk around the block and you see some fucking... I don't know anything about some, that, but Some okay. fucking ass shaking. Like I was a... making reference to looking out your front door, you weirdo. I'm not the weirdo. Anyway, I'm not the one that um, says fucking peephole. I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, you know, I'm excited. I I get uh, bummed out sometimes because, you know, the way 
some things are portrayed from other like this glamorous mm-hmm. hit a home run every time shit. You know that kind of bums me out sometimes. It's like, dude, come on. Especially on personal personal level where I know the people and I'm like, bro, you're like struggling like everybody else. Why are you making it look like you're driving a Benz and everything's going good? Well, so it's it's just this betrayal, right? That we yeah. want we want to put out in the world that of course everything is good and my business is successful and um, everything is just on cruise control and, and crushing it and all that sort of shit. Yes. It's it's not fucking reality, but you know, that's, that's the kind of the purpose of Instagram and other social media stuff. You want to check out from reality and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true too. Yeah. You want to, you want to see the success. You want to see the home runs because honestly, that's, that's what gets people jacked up. What well, you know, yeah. there's a level of like just bullshit behind it because, I mean, you, me, fucking everyone, it's not a goddamn home run every single what day. What you do is you go to maker events and everybody tells you how shittily their year has oh, been. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's and and everyone says the same. Everyone says, oh yeah, it sucks. It, I don't know. Oh, it's go, it's like, up and down. God, it's up and down. It's it's up and down. And yeah. here here's the other tagline is. Every project just freaking uh, finances the next one out. Like yeah, that, just I just that's exactly keep it. right. That is I, a good way to say. It. <laughs> You're literally just paying for the materials for the next one. That's it. That's what it is. If I I just gotta sell this so I can make the other thing to sell that, and yeah. it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. It's like everybody's like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, just doing fine. Uh. I made, uh, you know, minimum wage. Yeah, I made below that last year. <laughs> yeah, so, like whatever minimum wages, I was below that, and I'm completely fine with that because, like I've said in the past, as cheesy as it sounds, waking up with a smile on your face is far better than any amount of money that I can put in the bank. So I'm, the, I'm very happy to wake up and do whatever the hell I want. A hundred percent. And the the thing that this space allows us to do um, is have time. And yeah. that's that's the most valuable thing at this point because it, it affords you to hop in your truck and go do this, go do that, go buy this tool, sell that tool, restore it, and you get to work on your like own. Like you timeline. go to the flea market on Saturday. Exactly. Which we'll talk about you scored. I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so just the time and the flexibility to be able to do what you want when you want to do it, and it's not made for everyone, right? Because there's so much fucking uh, self-management that has to go into it that yeah. is, if you're a lazy piece of shit at your normal job, yeah. there's a good chance you might be a lazy piece of shit at being a fucking maker and trying to be right. self-employed because it like no one is on your ass to fucking hit right. a deadline. It's all you. I mean, you might have a customer that says I need it by then or whatever, you know that, but if you don't have the discipline to freaking stay on top of it, yeah, you're dead. You're fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, I learned a lot of that from being uh, commission or piece rate. Mm -hmm. And what I used to do, working in the automotive industry, if you didn't work, you didn't get paid. There was no such thing as paid vacations. There was no such thing as time off. You saved money when you wanted to take a week-long vacation in the summer. And you could come into work every single day and not do a damn thing. But at the end of the week, you you could. You literally could. You can sit on the shop stool and just stand there and make it look like you're doing something and you would make no money at the end of the week because it was based on what you did. And that carried over to what I do now. I could be a lazy piece of shit for two, three weeks at a time, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the month, I don't have 
I don't have money for anything. I don't have a mortgage payment. You know what I mean? It's like, and that shit, that shit happens sometimes. You get in your head and, you know, you see other people like supposedly killing it or supposedly mm-hmm. doing really well with whatever they're doing. And then it, you kind of get down on yourself and in your head. And I've talked to other people that that's happened to them before and they get down on themselves about what they're trying to do or something like that. And at the end of the day, we're all in the literal same boat. Well, whether yeah, you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year or ten thousand dollars a year, we're all trying to figure it out the same way. Well, for sure, and it's all on a different scale. So let's just take well, I mean, let's take Trent Pressler, who that last boat didn't cost a hundred grand. It cost yeah, that was sweet. I seen. I want to talk a little bit about that because you you went to was it Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, you went to Tennessee and helped him um, just helped hang him out, hang that up in a yeah. lodge. Where where was that lodge? Um, it was on Norris Lake, uh, in the middle of Tennessee. Um, and it's this whole freaking, you know, like you get a fucking, a lake and then you get some developer that comes in and says, Oh, we're going to freaking make this a, a paradise for rich people. So his fucking house is built in this area called the peninsula and you have to freaking drive through all like shit city to get there. And then, <laughs> <Shit city. laughs> but that's what happens. Like you, they drive all the way through it and then right. you get to the fucking peninsula, this gated community. And it's all like multi-million dollar homes. So Trent said it was a lodge. It's not a lodge. It's some billionaire's fucking house. And, Oh, I thought it was, um, so based on the guy he was tagging, is he like uh-huh. a furniture builder? Yes. So I, I didn't know if that was a furniture store he was handing nope. that in. Oh, nope. it was literally the guy's house. A guy's home. It's twenty-two thousand wow. square foot. Um, the the build of the home was twenty-two million dollars. Are yeah, you supposed house. to say all this shit? I don't know. I don't know. No one <laughs> listens to this show. <laughs> you uh, probably shouldn't be divulging some other dude's personal assets and shit. Well. I mean, I think it's like well, everyone fucking down there knows, but like, okay, no one, no one really knows anything about the guy personally yeah. because he's this billionaire. You don't, Trent's he's never an old talked tycoon. Yeah, Trent's <laughs> never talked to him or anything. Wait, so, so the guy that was helping you hang it, that wasn't him, dude. A guy that buys something like that oh, doesn't. True. I he's didn't not, not going to get his hands dirty <laughs> with that shit. No, I didn't think about that. You're right. right. You're right. So, so here's how it went down. Trent gets a phone call yeah. from this woman who's chief of staff of this uh, billionaire who saw uh-huh. an article of Trent's boat in a magazine somewhere. Oh, okay. Don't know. Okay. So he buys the boat, and just like everything else, every fucking price has gone up. So Trent's boat wasn't a hundred grand; it was a hundred and fifty, yeah. because this boat, it's entire purpose is to go on the fireplace and never fucking move okay really and it's not a normal never fireplace. never gonna see water ne- never wow so it's not just a normal fireplace i don't know the specs so it was hung 16 feet up and there was Sheesh. another 20 feet above that so i there was like it was like 40 feet tall or it was 30. a castle it was like 35 feet wide it's the biggest fucking fireplace i've ever seen so Trent gets the canoe uh, finished. He packages. He hires a company to ship it from New York right. down to Tennessee, and then that's where Frank comes in. So Frank uh-huh. is this renowned high-end furniture maker. Okay, 
mm-hmm. and Frank takes some molds of the canoe and then has one week to build these fancy fucking brackets to get mounted to this fucking uh, limestone or Bedford stone, stone fucking fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for two days, I was down there with them. Just I was down there just to hang out because, yeah. really, truth be told, how many people have seen fucking Trent Pressler's canoes in person? Only Were they handful. amazing? Oh, dude, it was, I mean. Over it, the top. Of course it's over the top. I mean, it, it was fucking hands down gorgeous. The prettiest awesome. boat I think I've ever seen. And so I was just down there because I wanted to see it. Trent's my friend. And yeah. and I was just there kind of, you know, they were up on the lifts and everything. And they were like, hey, yo, can you grab me this? Can you do just like, yeah, pit, yeah, yeah. Just like piddly helping out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, he scribed these brackets to fit perfectly on the stone. So whenever you look at them from the side profile, They're flush. it looks like the fucking thing, the brackets are just coming right out of the fucking fireplace. That's awesome. I mean, so whenever Trent was like, yeah, we're going to hang it up on this fireplace and then we'll take some pictures and stuff. So on, on the day that I was supposed to be there, I was running late and hauling ass, just fucking trying to get there as fast as I can. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, you got two brackets, two bolts. You're going to fucking concrete fucking drill into the yeah. thing, two bolts. You're, they're going to be done in like a couple hours. Yeah. And I get there and they hadn't even fucking started like doing the hard work yet. Um, I didn't so you know showed up gonna... at the perfect timing. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and it literally took them two full fucking days to scribe and drill four holes and bolt it oh, to the scri- fucking wall. Oh, he scribed them on site. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because it had okay. to fit, fit yeah, the yeah, fucking Yeah, I didn't know if he pre-did place. it or whatever. Oh, wow. No. Okay. So he got, Frank got there a day early and yeah. took a fucking hand chisel and chiseled the freaking area and did all the fucking layout and got it as wow. flush, flush as they could. Yeah. And then it was up and down on the list. You know, they would put the bracket up, draw some fucking lines and then literally take a fucking gouge with a mallet. And That's so cool. that took I'm two not, fucking days. I'm not taken away from the guy's place or the beauty of it all, but it reminded me of a Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was seriously. It over. did though. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When you go into a Cabela's or Bass Pro. There's all this crazy shit. They have stone walls in there, and there's like uh, canoes and kayaks mm-hmm. and mount. That's exact. I'm like, is this a Bass Pro? <laughs> like Bass Pro buy one of Trent's canoes? Well, here's what here's what was kind of cool. Just on a small level, I'm sure there's more of it going on in the house. Yeah. But you know, we were walking around, and the so the the main entry is connected to the kitchen and we were looking at the cabinets and they were just one continuous slab of wood. Okay. Oh, wow. And then right in the middle, they had fucking CNC'd out a river. So it's the river, like a river table up but on the cabinets, cabinets on the wow. cabinets. So I'm, so I'm looking at it and it's got that aqua color and it's real yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. cool and flashy. And Trent was like, you know that, you know, that's, such and such, the actual original river table guy. And oh, I, no I, kidding. I, I didn't know it. So apparently there was a whole bunch of legal shit. Whenever he started doing it, he like tried to yeah. trademark it, tried to fucking patent uh, it or something. Yeah. And then because it's not epoxy, his yeah. is laser cut glass. It's set inlay, so it's all oh, flush. Oh, no kidding. And whenever you open up the doors, there's like a, a one-inch ledge all the way around it that the glass is kind of secured uh, to. 
and then you can see the slab running all the way behind like it is fucking perfect and i'm talking to the guy that's like doing kitchen stuff in there and i was like these these fucking uppers are amazing and he was like they better be for a hundred grand and i was like a hundred thousand dollars for like seven cabinets eight wow just the fucking uppers no fucking countertops no fucking drawers or fucking anything no just the fucking uppers 100 grand is somebody like that though is like a thousand bucks for us of course yeah and so i'm like tagging people and um like posting pictures of on my story and stuff and then i got a there's a local outfit about an hour north of me they're called iron timbers i've been following them for Uh years Uh and they're like oh are you at that lake norris house and i was like yeah and he goes, oh, we got a fucking, uh, we got a table. Uh, we did a table for them. That's going up there. Yeah. And I was, and so nice. I take a picture of this huge long table that's all wrapped up and stuff. And I was like, well, your table's being used as a fucking like storage area. Layout and, table. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, it's not that one. It's for the guest wing. And like, I mean, wow. the house is that big. Wow. The point of all this is as makers, Trent uh-huh. was there. Uh-huh. Frank, Frank was there. The original freaking river table guy was there, and then Iron Timbers were there. So four people that hand make stuff, yeah, all in this guy billionaire's home, which yeah, all found through freaking Instagram, and it's it start, you know, it, Did you like, hey, I know a guy that can make some really cool axes. We can hang up on the wall. We can do some axe decor. <laughs> so like low key, yeah, that's why I was there. And a couple yeah. of the dudes that were on site, they they were following vintage axe work. So it was uh-huh. they're like, man, we exactly what you're saying. A freaking axe will look really cool over here. And yeah. and you know that's just like you just fucking show up and just maybe something happens. You make, make, fucking make connections. Connections, make connections. exactly. Yeah. So nothing has come of it, uh, but. I mean, it was a. F- How many times do you get to fucking go into a multi-million dollar million dollar home? Yeah. Before it's all built and, and just kind of seeing the inner workings of the house and stuff. It oh, was so, so the house fucking- wasn't even done yet. They're still I, working on the house. Whenever I got there, it was like fucking home edition renovation. Like all they needed was a all camera crew the- because oh, there wow. was like sixty-five people on site. Wow. They had fucking catered lunch. It was the final push to get it in to get everything done before the guy moves in on Friday and we're, I was there on Wednesday. So all fucking hands on deck. That's kind of neat though. That's kind of cool. It was really, it was really cool. Is that why you went just for the opportunity to like see this shit and like hang out with Trent? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. So, so from that perspective, (laughs) everything in the maker community is on the up and up, right? A hundred percent. But there's also, uh, you know, levels to that. So you get these guys that do, uh, you know, men and women that do commissions on that level. And then you get the guys mm-hmm. that are doing like mid grade stuff. And then you mm-hmm. get the guys that are doing like kind of shit work. Like, like you, <laughs> for like, the friends, like you, you. Shit work for the friends. Yeah. Now, um, so, so yeah, I guess, I guess your, your answer to the original question then is that everything's so, but listen, there's a, there's a fucking evil side of things. And I was talking okay. to our buddy, Lucas D'Angelo about it. Who's this, that? Uh, Lucas D'Angelo. He's real weird. He's not very what's well his, known. Uh, what's his Instagram thing? Maybe I I'll think follow. it's like, um, man made and. Oh Ma, yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't follow that guy. He doesn't do anything but talk about the stupid fucking lathe. 
Well, and he plays real shitty music on his fucking reels and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's but... like that chill pop stuff <laughs> that nobody listens to. Right. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, 100% unfollowed. That. So I'm talking to this motherfucker head this morning on the phone about shit, just fucking just stuff. And he was like, he calls me. He's like, hey, yo, you want a fucking update? And I was like, update on what? He's like, that Vice video, yo. Oh, and, my uh, God. I, and uh, I was like, yeah, fucking hit me. And he goes, 6.5 million views on it. And I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. And he's like, no, it's stupid. I know. I go, yeah, it is stupid. Um, so for the listeners out there, if you don't know, it is. So this is the third time he's fucking hit on this reel. Okay. And it's a vice. It's a lathe chuck. And he's dipping it into a vat of evaporust. Three, four, five second clip. Stupid ass music behind it. So we're talking. We're talking about it. <laughs> emphasis on stupid ass music behind it yeah it's yeah and he was like well i mean it's not that bad i was like lucas it's fucking terrible that music is shit music it's not even music listen last time we were at the maker uh maker camp at the hammer end we start oh my gosh stop we started talking about the music both of us are having dog problems right now. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the music, and I was like, stop using that stupid chill pop music and put music you actually listen to. He goes, he goes, what? I actually listen to that stuff. And there was like three or four guys around it, and they were like, no, you don't. No yeah. one listens to No chill one pop. listens to that shit. And he was, like, he was very so- adamant about saying he yeah. does. And even Dre, his girlfriend, was sitting there like, mm, no, you don't. <laughs> There you go. So, so the the point the point of it is, yeah. So he puts that video out, and then yesterday he puts out a fucking banger of a video. Like he's making, he's machining a fucking like a part, and it's Uh this whole production. He turns on the fucking the welder. He gets the welding hood. He fucking throws a bead on this thing. Then puts it's cut real well and stuff. Dude, it looks like a fucking professional video. Right. And he's like, you know how many fucking how many views are on that? A Bomb. thousand, one thousand. Yeah, yeah there's no, there's, there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to it. Oh, there is. There absolutely is now. Well, and I mean, for us on our on our side of it, like, how does that? Okay, so he got six point five million views on a on stupid something. ass clip. But how does that translate to him? It doesn't, right? Like. Well, so it could. If you're monetized, then you're going to make... No, no, no. Make... I, I'm not talking about monetarily. I'm talking about uh, people interested in what he's doing. Like, so he got 6.5 million views. He didn't capture any of those. He probably Man. captured... I don't know. Yeah. One percent of it. You know, it's like nobody's genuinely interested in what you're doing. They just see something going into liquid and... Yeah. They're, they want an explosion. They want somebody... <laughs> something to happen. Fire. Right. An animal eating another animal. <laughs> Some but, woman in a bikini popping out of the liquid. Like, they want yeah. something crazy. That's where the 6.5 million views came from. Because so, it's intriguing. And the the they don't care about the lathe chuck. They don't care about the item going in there. Yeah. They're, they see liquid, something getting ready to drop. And they're like, this is going to blow up. Like, there's going to be an explosion. <laughs> That's where the views come from. It'll but come from like this guy, oh look at this lathe chuck. He's de-rusting yeah. this. La- you think six point no. five million people were like, no. oh my god, honey, look at this guy. He's de-rusting no, this lathe no, chuck. of course not. But right. the, po- the point is, is is now the way that 
the way that you get views and the way that you're getting monetized yeah. is, is through stupidity. And, and yeah. Instagram is rewarding stupidity to yes. the lowest common denominator. And it, and it puts people like us in a bad position yeah. because we want to put out fucking content that drives business and sales. Not just content. I genuinely like sharing interesting stuff well, that yeah, I think is interesting. That's what I fucking mean. Like we want to put stuff out there. Yeah. But other, but it doesn't grab the masses because it's not dumbed down with chill pop music behind it. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> Insta, you're exactly right. And unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't mean to come out that bad, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, of course it is. We're not using the trendy hip hop music and we're using, I'm using the music that I genuinely listen to. And well, and that's why they just yeah. don't take off. Did you see freaking uh, Duresta's post? I think it was yesterday. The go kart frame or whatever. I think Didn't. so. I think well, so. Is it the one that's on? The, it's on the welding table, and he's working on it. Is that what you? No, no. It's oh. on the floor. It's got wheels on and everything. Oh no, and I it, didn't see that then. And and it's just a you know quick clip, and he's playing fucking Iron Maiden, some fucking song from the eighties or something. And yeah. my response was. About time someone played a cool fucking song on this app or something like that. And yeah. it's it's a hundred percent true. Like wait, people, did he did he use the app for the music or is he actually listening to it? I think he I think he put it in through like, the app. Oh, yeah, okay. I think because he, I think he, he listens to all kinds of cool music. He listens well, to all kinds of stuff. But anyway, I understand what you mean, yeah. No one like ever you get on there and everyone's it's just, the same shit regurgitated over God, and over and, it, and over and over and it, over. And it's the absolute fucking worst. So do I want to... What you know about rolling down? That's probably where it started, yeah. That was the thing. Yeah, and then everybody just regurgitates that same sound. And I think a lot of the algorithm picks up on the sounds. Well, fucking... Like, oh, did they take our top pick? Did they take our top pick? Yeah, so that's what Lucas... Like, if... If you fucking set out with intention of making a fucking viral uh, you video, know, a viral video, yeah, you yeah. do five seconds. Yeah, you go, you go to the top trending songs on fucking Instagram, and then you fucking put it, you know, put that track behind your stupid yeah. video, and then you fucking put it out in the world, and yeah. then it's probably gonna fucking hit. I mean, if it's and, decently cool, and so, everybody's still sitting back trying to figure out what you actually do. Yep. <laughs> So Lucas, it was funny what Lucas said because he goes, the first time was, are you kidding me? And then the second time it was a test and he was like, that was confirmation. And then the third time was like, I'm doing it with intention here. Like, (laughs) 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 but it doesn't, there's no, uh, like, so what? So what? So what? You got a video with that many views. So what? Back to my original point. Nobody's well, still nobody knows what you do. <laughs> well, so that's fair, but yeah, if you're, like you can do it as a fucking supplemental income. Like if you if you oh set you're out, talking about monetarily, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you. everyone in the world is monetized on reels now. So if you go out to make a fucking viral video, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but like yeah. all the tool, all the fucking tools are there. And here's another interesting thing to your fucking point. If you look at if you look at that video that we're talking about, it's only got like less than a hundred comments on it. You'd think that yeah, there's no engagement with it. No engagement whatsoever. No, because so I think the way that works is it's purely viewed on the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Nobody even looks at the context of 
you know, what's going on, his text he writes out, and all that shit. So, anyway, enough talking about that fucking clown. I blocked him months ago. <laughs> Have fun living on the streets, sucker. <laughs> so we're we're in agreement. We're, we're we both agree that uh, you know it's on the up and up, so to speak. Well, yes. However, yes, however, I really feel like. Just because of the way that Instagram is going, right? That that we are all in jeopardy. It just feels because like because it sucks. The platform sucks now. Well, so I, I'll use Instagram or Vintage don't Axe Works. Show me other people's shit that I don't care about. So I'll uh, yeah, of course. But I'll I'll share with you just some metrics of fucking uh, Vintage Axe Works. Nobody cares. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So leading up to leading up to Blade Show, yeah, there was plenty of engagement and everything on the pieces that I was restoring and yeah. uh, selling. No one was like, "Oh man, I really want to buy that." I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe a few, um, but nothing like no big fucking wave of "I'm building it." I'm, right here comes a seller or here right. comes a buyer, like it used to be. And then I get to Blade Show and it's real people and real fucking person. Yeah. And selling like hotcakes. Selling like fucking hotcakes. Well, one thing about the products that you sell is part of the experience is holding it in your damn hand and physically putting your hands on it and seeing it in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that purchase of being able to see something, you're a lot like myself included, I'm a lot more likely to buy something that I can pick up, touch, or mm-hmm. see without being in a photo, you know, if yeah. you see like, you know, somebody sends me a picture of a power hammer, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I want five grand for it. Oh, cool. And then if I went and seen it, it's two totally different things. You know, if I drove to the guy's place, checked it out, and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, OK, I'll give you five grand for this. But right. it may be a different story looking at it through my phone, you know, so. So but you also have to the, the thing about. Uh, you know, marketing yourself on there as well is for one, the economy and like what's going on in the world directly affects us, right? Because we're are we are uh, the things we sell you don't need, right? So they would be a luxury, right? So all, everything we sell are luxury items. Like you don't need a vintage axe works axe. You don't need uh, pow- you don't survive. I mean, like, right. <laughs> Joey doing Joe, a burnout. Oh God, he, he is—he's on a rampage. So a lot of what we're selling are luxury items where people don't necessarily—they—if they have the money, great. You know, they'll—they'll they'll buy it. That's you know, they don't need it to survive though. They don't need it to keep their everyday life going. And then you see the cost of other things in the world going up. Our cost remains the same, mm-hmm. but gas, food, houses, everything else inflates and goes crazy. And we're still down here, like, just trying to do what we've always done. Our prices haven't moved, even though our material cost has gone up. Right. Shipping costs have gone up. You know, uh, all that shit's gone up. We remain the same, but it gets harder for people to buy that shit. So I wouldn't necessarily say that the engagement – let me tell you something. I wouldn't say the engagement is down. I would say that people are spending less money on the shit that we do. The the kicker to that is – Give something away on that platform and see oh. how the engagement is. Yeah. So that's all you have to say. There's people watching. There's still people. The same people are still there. 
what's happening is people's wallets, belts are tightening up. They're, sure, they're yeah. shutting their wall a little bit more, which is fine. That's understandable. That's what you should do when the world gets in a little bit of turmoil. Um, but perfect example is, uh, fuck, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I don't even care if he listens to the podcast. I had an asshole that was going to buy that vice stand from me. Mm-hmm. We were like said and done. All he had to do was send me the money. I had the shipping quote done, ready to go. Had a three-hour-long conversation. We answered every single question I could answer about. Comes down and paying me, and he says no. I, I didn't say no, but he says, I, I'm sorry, I can't do it now. Just I got to back out. out. Yeah, something's whatever. So me, out of spite, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell some stickers. You yep. buy a sticker, you get a shot at winning this thing. Well, I sold all my stickers in less than 12 hours. So. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it was a great thing. And uh, so, and then today, uh, as we're recording, was it Thursday? Is today Thursday? Yep. I'm giving away two of Carl Sars custom flaming eyeballs. Uh, no, no catch to it. Literally, just you and tag a person, and I'm gonna do the same thing I did with the pick a wheel. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Matt Harris wins, he's no longer allowed to sign up for anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to promote Carl and get his name out there so more people see his work. He's an insanely talented guy, and I love him to death. But if I were to just post those eyeballs not giving them away, yeah, I might get 10 or 12 comments. Give them away. I think it's over 150 already. So Gee, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have – I think it just has to do with – uh, I don't think the algorithm, I, I know we like to look into it as like, man, it's slowed down, but I think a lot of people just tighten up on things, you know, and just don't spend money on luxury items like they normally would, or they're just assholes and they back out at the last second. Yeah. So what's your block now, by the way, bitch, you'll never yeah. see any of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got so, the phone number if you want to talk about it. God, I, w- I wouldn't even fucking take his call. That's just some shitty shit. It is. But. So here's one way to insulate yourself from doing it, but it's risky. Uh, yeah. Of of you know the 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 current uh, economic crap that we're going through is yeah. that, and the billionaire and the hundred fifty thousand dollar canoe is yeah. a perfect example of that. Yeah. Rich people like are doing different. well. Rich people are always going to be rich and rich people always want to have cool, unique things. Yeah. And they have money to spend. And it's not just they whenever whenever that fucking dude comes into his house, he's got a helipad out front, by the way. Whenever he fucking helicopters down with his buddy, it's not just, hey, look at that really cool canoe. It's not that conversation. It's. Look at that canoe that that dude built, and this other dude built the brackets for it. Oh, and they installed course. it, and here's the here's the main point of this, and it cost a hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. They like they love, they love to brag. That. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, love they to love brag on how much they fucking spent on stuff. Yeah. And look at this axe. It's six thousand dollars. Have you ever seen a six thousand yeah. dollar axe? I'm waiting for that fucking asshole to come because I'll sell it to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like the, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's like the uh, AKI show that um, yeah they do in Vegas that mm-hmm. Ilya is a part of. All it is is uh, billionaire people from other countries that come to buy these, I call them baseball cards from different mm-hmm. makers. 
Like they sold a hundred and sixty thousand dollar six inch knife last year. What? Yeah, like from some special some maker. So it was like that guy was big in the art knife world, made a six inch blade that was a hundred and sixty grand. And it was ugly. Okay. <laughs> but it, it was just because it was that maker. He was known for making weird stuff. It was like I guess like Picasso's and all sure. those weird paintings that me and you think are disgustingly ugly, but people pay yeah. millions of dollars for them. It's the same thing. It's trading baseball cards. That's all. I got the Mickey Mantle rookie card. It cost me 150 grand. Yep. That's I got exactly the, what know, it is. That's all it is. And that's fine. That's great. I want to be in that market of selling things to people that want to collect baseball. So, cards. yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. That's how you insulate yourself yeah. from ups and downs. But the risk is the pool of people that can afford crazy high end stuff gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So you got to fucking hold yeah. out. Yeah. And and then now you're carrying the risk of not selling it as quickly. Cause right. if I put every freaking vintage X works piece at $50, I could yeah. not keep up with production, but right. I'd kill, I'd kill myself. Right. Um, there's there, you know, there's, there's good and bad to, you know, I say it all the time about I'd love to be able to just make sculpture all the time, but you can't make money doing that. I mean, you can, yeah. but you got, like you said, you got to hold out for the right person to come along. The guy at the end of the rainbow that wants, you yep. know, uh, speaking of Matt Harris, I don't think he'll care if I divulge this, but he made this beautiful 12 foot sculpture that is like mind blowing. So inspiring to me. It's crazy. It's like these reeds with this wetland grass coming out of it. It's his style. 100%. It's 12 foot tall. It's probably... 400 pounds of steel Jeez. and he bought it hoping that a customer is would buy it and ended up being too big. So now it's sitting in front of a shop and he's going to finish it and everything. But it was one of those things where he was taking a chance, taking a gamble. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's this crazy, beautiful piece um, that I hope I have something you want one day and we can trade for because I want it <laughs> in my house. <laughs> but, uh, huh? Yeah. He's uh, that, that kind of thing though. I would love to do stuff like that. I think a lot of uh, crafts people would love to just make whatever they want to make. But of at course. the end of the day, your mortgage company doesn't, <laughs> they don't give a shit what you make as long as it's money. <laughs> You're hundred so, percent right. But I guess the takeaway from all this, because you and I have spoken about this uh, off the podcast. I think we talked on the phone one other time other than us being on the podcast together. I think that's <laughs> the only time. And it was about this kind of shit. And um, but I think the takeaway from all this is uh, just continue to do what you do until you find a rich guy to buy your shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or just keep doing what you do and wake up with a smile on your face. Who gives a shit? You know, I it like if someone is coming on the scene today and yep. they're like they're I don't know, let's just say they're fucking I don't they're making pins. OK, yeah. High end fucking ballpoint pins with, you know, crazy wood stuff yeah. on them or whatever. And that's just their hobby. Like it just seems so hard to break into things today. Yeah. Like you, you see little it's snippets tough. of like there's all sorts of people. But to yes. actually do it and make money, it just Make seems... something original, I think, is the hardest thing to do right now. Yeah. Ori make yeah, something sure. originality, creativity, uh, something that gets other people jazzed up is really freaking tough. I think about that. I genuinely think about that in my head of what kind of tool creation or 
something you and I have spoke about that. Some I have an idea of something I want to do that I think will be a killer piece um, that I can share with the masses that can be available to buy and mm-hmm. it'd be my design, but man, is it hard to like implement that stuff and, you know, take those steps and, and just like you said, the gamble of it all, spend the money, do yeah. the research and development, do the cost of materials. Is it going to be feasible at the end of the day to make what I want to make and then hope that somebody buys it? <laughs> well, okay. I'll give you a real world example of one of our friends that's going through it right now. And it's yeah. fucking Evan, the hand engraver. Yeah. He wants to get into watches because he wants to control all the aspects of where the money comes from. Because right now when you he, say, let's explain for listeners. When you say get into watches, he wants to make custom engraved watches for people. He wants to, he want. I told him, I go, Evan, you're not a fucking hand engraver anymore. You're a fucking watch manufacturing company. He's into it. That's what you're a watch fucking, you're a watch business owner. So it's not just, I'm engraving a little piece. He, so he wants to go out to these companies Yeah. and I hope he's not going to be pissed at me for saying all this, but no, don't, don't involve, don't, don't say everything. Yeah. So, so generalization. There are companies out there that manufacture components of watches, and there are in in the high end watch category. There are he keeps saying micro brands. So I didn't even know that this existed. So he wants to become a micro brand, and his thing to your point of uniqueness and creativity is he wants to hand engrave every single uh, dial, every face. And he's posted a few pictures of them, and they are just off the charts beautiful. But talking to him, but so the buy-in for all these components starts to get really fucking expensive, and the risk, the risk is real fucking big because it's not just well, I need, you know, I want to build ten or fifteen or twenty watches, yeah, and the and the minimum buy-ins may be more than that, and then, well, if it's only you know it's a hundred bucks for this component times you know, 10, 15 pieces for that one component. And you got like yeah. six or eight components. And then he's doing, he's got a tool up to be able to hold the dials, the amount of risk, the amount of time. Right. Um, it mean, it's just crazy off the charts, but the payoff going into a new market specifically tailored toward high end watch guys, like in our community, the people that buy our stuff by and large, I mean, they all kind of like the same stuff. Yeah, because um, you might have a, a customer that's bought stuff for me, that's bought something from American Wastelander or yeah. Upbeat Vintage. They just like yep. all this kind of cool eclectic stuff. But the yeah. watch, the watch market is completely different. They're fucking lawyers. They're doctors, doctors neurosurgeons. That yeah. They're business owners. <laughs> they're guys that, that have fifty thousand dollar canoes in their living rooms. That like to go <laughs> look at this watch. It was fucking twenty grand. Yeah. That's what they fucking love. And yeah. and I love that Evans doing this. His work is crazy fucking beautiful. Yeah. And and I didn't know that he was into watches. He's like always been into watches. This isn't like a new thing. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Like he's that not just chasing a market. His, Matt was telling me his whole goal at Blade Show was to steal Evan's watch because it was so (laughs) – he said he's not even a watch guy. He's like, but this watch was so awesome, man. I love that watch so much. It's it's exciting to see it and, like, kind of hear all, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff that he's going through. Right. Um, But at the same time, I mean, it's – you know, there's a lot of time – 
if you're if you're sitting there thinking of a new product or a new fucking thing that you want to offer up, I mean, there's so much time and money involved in it and the fucking risk. And if, yeah. you, if you are not personally, financially freaking able to weather the storm, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't even fucking try to do it. I'm like, and I know, of, that sounds discouraging, but it's the fucking truth. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try and, uh, you know, take risks, uh, gamble if you want to. But I think that in the long run, do what's uh, right for you and maybe your family and stuff like that. Don't don't try and stretch yourself too thin. And I think anybody that's successful will tell you that don't try and go too far outside your means. As far as paying for materials and stuff and time, trying to make something that's going to be $10,000, but you don't have that $10,000 client. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking um, of risk, the, Oh, sorry, go ahead. So the average person just, they'll fucking, it'll pop up on their explore page of Evan holding this freaking watch. And they automatically assume like, Man, this guy's killing it and crushing it, and they oh, have course. no, they have no, no idea. idea, no idea of the struggle. Yeah. And it, and you know, Evan's been doing this for a while now, and it's going to be a while until this whole thing launches. Um, it like everyone just thinks everyone's a fucking overnight success. Everyone yeah. thinks that, and they're fucking not. They're nope. fucking not. Every, You're every, right. <laughs> every day, tell them, Stella. <laughs> every day is a fucking struggle. Every, it is. Every as day. it should be, as it should be, because I think that only makes you grow and get better and, uh, you know, uh, conquer your demons as they come. Yeah. D- damn. Damn. That sounded pretty good. Hey. Um, Speaking of risk and reward and all that shit, I just want to, I'm going to wrap, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, I wanted I just to tell a thank quick story. Each and every one of you <laughs> that bought stickers towards the vice stand you guys are insane i sold all 100 stickers in less than 12 hours it's incredible which is crazy and i thought it was a uh not dumb thing to do but it was definitely like damn what if nobody gives a shit about this thing you guys <laughs> you guys were insane uh shout out uh to war crown who bought more tickets than everybody and um yeah i really 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 appreciate it Thanks to all that participated. Oh, the second and third place prizes. I didn't even post about them. Yeah. But the second and third place people are getting uh, Dragon Bottle openers. That's Fuck what they're yeah. getting. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks to a uh, funny story. Um, Heidi Harris, which is Matt Harris's wife. Right. That we talk about on the podcast all the time, who is... A very good friend of mine, Roy and I, and Matt and I all talked about it yesterday because as soon as I picked his name, I was like, people are going to think this shit is rigged. Yep. And I called his wife and his wife lost her mind and was like, oh my gosh. And she called Matt and I was like, well, what do you think? He's like, honestly, he's like, I'll use the heck out of it, but yeah. give it to somebody else so, they, so nobody gives you any crap thinking it was rigged. I was like. That right there just told me, nope, you deserve it, because he did it fair and square, just like everybody else, bought a ticket, and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So thanks to each and every one of you guys that bought a ticket that was insanely cool, and I may be doing it on a lot uh, larger ticket item. That's awesome. Maybe. It was fun. It was really fun. I think people enjoyed it. They're getting something. It's not necessarily what you would call a raffle. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're actually going to get something, and... um, I think the next thing that I'm going to do is going to be a lot larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be getting a lot more value for uh, their buck. So, yeah. 
What else? What else? I, you? Save your save your story for the next for the next episode. This is a quick story. All this right, quick story. Quick, if this is story. about Karen or the grocery store. No. No. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. This is this is about uh, me getting the shit scared out of me in my shop. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've been scared in your shop before, right? Absolutely. And I think this is the second time I've ever been when you scared. Say, of- when you say scared, is it is it? Oh my god, I almost died, or ghost scared? Oh my god, that could have gone real fucking bad. Okay, okay, yeah. Not I've ghost. Had, I've, Not had both. I've had ghost? both. Ghost? <laughs> Dude, I swear that somebody walked in the shop and was standing behind me at one time. What? At like 10 o'clock at night, I had my headphones on, listened to music, and I swore yeah. the door opened. I heard the door shut, and I saw somebody for a split second, and it was over with. It was Jason Voorhees. That fucker. <laughs> that fucker was after me last night. He was. Listen, he, he was we might have to me. save all this because I had this crazy dream that somebody stole my entire shipping container from my house <laughs> with all my tools. Oh, in my it. Listen, God. I woke up in a fit of rage. I'm putting my socks on, putting my shorts on. I am running oh my to God. get ready to go outside and figure out who the hell and then, like, two minutes went by, and I realized, wait, that was a dream. It didn't really happen. But <laughs> I was just furious in my mind. Go ahead with your story. I'm sorry. So uh, I have built a pressure chamber for epoxy. Okay? Yes. And yes. before anyone gives me any fucking shit about building a fucking pressure chamber, it's built out of PVC, which you should not pressurize. Uh, the pressure is 50 fucking pounds, okay? Yeah, it's very, very low pressure. It's very low pressure. So... I got this big, important build coming up, and the epoxy needs to be fucking perfect, okay? And I don't – and whenever I'm doing these void fill things, there's, like, a lot of fucking caverns and fucking bullshit in there that, like, the epoxy may or may not penetrate into. So I fucking load – I pour my epoxy. I load the boards into the fucking pressure chamber, and the way that it seals is a – it's a six-inch fucking pipe with threads on it, and I always wrap fucking – Wrap the threads with Teflon tape, okay? And then here's my idea. I'm going to fucking put it in, pressurize it to like 30 or 40 pounds, and then undo the screw and fucking check it. I need to pour more. Okay, cool. So I fucking, I'm doing that. I got it loaded in. I got the pressure. It's going up to like 30, 35, 40, and I've got my hand on the fucking cap. And then... I didn't screw it all the way in because I didn't want to fucking like really, really lock it in because if you, right. it, it'll just become like permanently sealed until yeah. the pressure is fucking released and whatever. I just didn't want to. Uh oh. And it fucking boom! It blew off the fucking cap. My hand fucking shot out and it was like a potato gun. Fucking, it shot the cap like 20 feet across the room and who did it? Boom! It fucking hits Joey. Really? And then all of the Did he fucking, yipe? Of course, he fucking yelled, fucking ran up the stairs. <laughs> and you tried the, to kill your dog with your epoxy tank. And then the fucking, all the Teflon tape that I'd put on there, it exploded like a fucking blue bomb. There's like shreds oh of gosh. fucking Teflon tape. Probably stuck in the ceiling. Every fucking where. And, and it didn't just blow across the room. It like, it cleared a swath off the fucking, <laughs> the workbench. Including the cup of the residual epoxy. There's fucking epoxy splattered everywhere. Exploded. Dude, it's it sounded like a fucking gun went off. It scared the fuck out of me. 
I've never been that fucking scared. Shoot. Not because I like I thought it was gonna blow up because yeah, it yeah, just yeah. caught me off guard. Yeah. And it was so fucking loud. Live and, and learn. Yeah. Live so and learn. That it, I, I was fucking <laughs> I, I was so fucking scared. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Ugh. Anything else? Uh, Anything you want to shout out before we go? Any new axes coming up people need to buy from you? We're going to get uh, Axe and Iron merch soon. You know what? Maybe we'll take, you know what we'll do? This is what, what we'll do. Here's what we'll do for you guys listening. <laughs> we are going to take, Roy and I are going to get together this week, next week, and we are going to put a thing on his website where you can buy, you can, we're going to do a pre-order for merch. That's oh what we'll do. Oh my God. No, okay. we'll do a pre-order for merch because what happens is we're not going to go spend, let's be real, shirts cost a lot of money to make. Yep. Uh, to get done. So we're not going to spend 1500 to $2,000 to get, X, small, medium, and large, extra large, two XL. Uh, we'll do a pre-order, and you guys can select your sizes and all that shit. And um, we're only going to do black only. And um, <laughs> so we'll do a pre-order. We'll try and get that shit together within the next week or so. We're going to work out the details. We already have the artwork done. Uh, we just need to move forward on the shirts because I know people have hit me up about yeah. shirts. And yep. um, if you're interested in that, feel free to DM Roy and say. Yes, no. do merch. Please DM don't. Roy. DM Roy at Vintage Artworks. Vintage Artworks on Instagram. DM him everything. All Please of don't. your your gifts, your gifs, all of the good stuff. <laughs> your gifs are so stupid. Your gifs and your gifs. That is a wrap from Stella, Roy, Joey, and Chris <laughs> on the Axe and Iron Podcast.